0: Welcome, Supers, back to another Shark Tank Tank Tales interview. I am so happy to be bringing you another entrepreneur that has been in the tank and survived being in the tank. Today, I need you to give some super claps. Wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing, just start clapping for Super. And I should have asked you how you pronounce your last name after <laughs> before we did this. Super okay. Diana Jara?
1: Jarar, Jarar.
0: Oh, jeez, yeah. like rar, like the uh, Winrar. If you've ever heard anybody make that reference,
1: I didn't, but I know the lion roar. Yes,
0: no, <laughs> Winrar. It, it's a like a you know like a zip file.
1: Oh, oh okay, a, like a raw it's a file? That,
0: yeah, rawr, rawr file. Yeah, rar file. Yeah, Winrar. I see. I
1: see. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's <right>. ever made <laughs> a reference before, so there is a first. It's
0: just just me. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Diana, how, how are you doing today
1: i'm good just uh we're 10 days post shark tank now and so just been super busy with um a spike in orders that we've been getting which is really awesome and we have a bit of a heat wave here in la which is day one of that heat wave so i have to kind of prepare on that and plan accordingly um really
0: i was not aware yes. of the heat wave i have not had time to follow the news much lately
1: <laughs> where are you at
0: I am outside of Philadelphia in Jersey.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're having very different experiences right now.
0: <laughs> it, 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 yeah, we're getting lots and lots of rain. And, well, California has not had a whole lots and lots of rain. And a yes, but so we
1: have back. 90 and 95 degree weather this week, which is even strange for us.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Not, uh, not ideal. Not ideal.
1: Yeah. Global in warming April. is... Is the real thing,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, it's definitely uh taking, taking its toll, uh, day in and day out. So, all right, so your so what was your relationship with Shark Tank prior to getting to go on Shark Tank?
1: Definitely what you know was a fan. I wouldn't say I was a super fan, it's not like I caught every episode or every season, it was just more. Um, whenever it was on and I would catch it, and especially not having cable anymore. It wasn't like I would just put it on and it would be there. Uh, but since they started streaming it on Hulu, that's been really awesome because uh, I can just kind of go and catch the episodes that I want to look for. Also over the last several years, I've had a lot of like colleagues and like friends in the business that have been on the show. And so I'll go and look for the episodes specifically. Um, of course, like did my research on the sharks even before, before getting on the show. Cause I was just curious about their backgrounds and what they're into and Um, you just get kind of curious about the entrepreneurial side of things even before becoming an entrepreneur. That's why the show is so popular. Right. Um, but yes, I was definitely watching it. I have a cousin who is obsessed. (laughs) I think he's seen every (laughs) single episode. And so once he found out I was on, he lost his mind. I think even (laughs) more than I did.
0: (laughs) Well, so did they, uh, did they reach out to you or did you decide to apply?
1: I applied, and it was actually my fourth time applying.
0: Wow. Like,
1: I like I pretty much applied every year of our business. Um, but the first year, I didn't take it far. Like, they, they screen, you know, there's a, there's a whole process. or so there's a screening process. And I didn't even get to the point where I submitted what they needed me to submit the very first year. I just kind of let it go in a way. Mm-hmm. And then the following three years, including the one that I ultimately made it for, I went through, you know, the process and just kind of tried to get as far as I can, um, and then and then like the last this last time when I was there, when I was actually in the studio. One of the producers was like, "Oh yeah, I saw your name coming up four times. I'm so glad that you finally made it." So it was just so funny to put like a face <laughs> to someone's name because <laughs> I've received emails from them. So it was um, it was kind of a cool moment.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's awesome. I you know they it it. it they are i mean from what i've heard from other people they are uh, some of the best people in the business uh very much down to earth and very um i i guess aware of their their place in helping real people you know it, it is you know a form of reality tv but they very much um understand that these are real people real businesses and real experiences that they're bringing to light Right. And not just like glorifying it or I mean, obviously, they're editing it down from, you know, an hour plus, uh, sometimes less than an hour. But it's it's so it's so great to hear uh, the great stories that come that come from that, you know, that come from from working, getting to work with great people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was honestly pleasantly surprised by by that. Like there was so much like warmth and like sincerity and authenticity throughout the whole process. It didn't feel like this dry um, transactional process. They genuinely are there to like guide you throughout the whole process. And, you know, I built great connections with my, with my producers and that was really pleasant because it can be an intimidating experience, especially for like a true grassroots business who I've never done anything like that before. I mean, you're going to the national TV. And so to have that kind of guidance, they are very aware of, 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 of that of like how intimidating it can be for us and so they just really make it as comfortable as possible
0: yeah no that, that, that's awesome so uh four times applying now uh I, unfortunately i've been like ridiculously busy lately i didn't get to rewatch your pitch prior to uh the interview unfortunately but uh you did say that you uh are friends with coconut uh was it was a coconut girl
1: yeah yeah I mean, you know we were like kind of more like through the space i I would say if you know friends might be I don't want to over represent <laughs> what our relationship was. It's an acquaintanceship i I knew her and and I wanted to help them with this like vegan recipe they were working on like five years ago, and ultimately we didn't go down the path of working together, but I got to visit her kitchen and I love her product and got to meet her and it was such a really such a new world for me because I, I have an entre- you know, entrepreneurs in my family, but it's more like small businesses. Like my dad owned an air, um, a travel agency back in Damascus where I grew up. And so I got to see that hustle, but it's not the same when you have this like CPG product that you're trying to la- launch nationally and potentially internationally. And you have like a physical product that you have a whole supply chain and like logistical process with. Um, and so just getting to see what she was up to also being a female entrepreneur in LA was just very, uh, familiar and I got really interested, especially being someone who, you know, loves food. That's that's one of my forte's. I would say for the last 18 years in LA, I've just been cooking up storms, and I wanted to be in the food space somehow. But being a chef was just not for me. And this was like the happy medium, you know, very challenging happy medium, but still the happy medium for me.
0: Well, that that is awesome, though. I you know, it's it's funny how things like that come around, you know, come full circle. Uh, as far as like you know you. You helping somebody, then then them them ending up on Shark Tank, and then you know you ending up on Shark Tank. Not what two seasons later, um, yeah. which is just it's just awesome to like it's a, like an Inception kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know it's really it's, it's it's pretty cool, especially like now looking in hindsight when you're envisioning something and then it's come together and saying that I now did that thing that I've been envisioning and saying that I'm going to do. It's weird for it to be past tense.
0: I bet, I bet. So uh, when you finally found out that you were going to potentially make it through uh, to, you know, after uh, four times applying, uh, did you, how did you start to craft your your pitch and what, um, how did you go about balancing that with the rest of your life and your business and everything else that you had going on? Because obviously it's a huge time sink for something that, I mean, up until I mean heck even up until you know 2 weeks before potential you know airs you don't know that it's ever maybe going to air.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um I mean it's definitely a, a a large investment of time because you have to focus your like yourself. It's not just about finding time, it's making sure that you're do, you're giving that time your best. So whether it's crafting the pitch or designing your set or whatever it is that you're doing wardrobe, I mean every element you're involved in as an as the entrepreneur um And but they guide you. They guide you throughout the whole process, and there are you know times crafted out when you you know chat with the producers and figure things out. And so you have to just write it out. You know you just kind of like write things out. They figure out what times work for you for connecting. And I think the biggest, it's not really a time consumer. It's just that it's something that's on your mind. So even if you're not immediately working on it, because it's not like it's you know a full time job where you're working on it every day. It's just periodically. On a semi-weekly or bi-weekly basis there's something happening that you need to prepare so you find the time for it but it's just in the on the back burner in the back of your mind you know you know it's there you're anticipating you're waiting to hear back so it's just really more of that like mental space um that it takes up
0: yeah yeah i mean it's uh and then you know it's it's always like like i don't know a lottery ticket too you know that that thought like well this could be super game-changing or it literally could fall apart before it ever, I ever get there or it never even, you know, ends up airing or anything like that. But yeah. um, that is, that, 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 it, is a, it is a, I don't want to say burden, but it is a obligation for sure um, to, to put yeah. yourself through that, especially, like, because you're not, you're not, you're living in a vacuum, right? You're not just, okay, we're going on the show. And um, I kind of like, uh, if you were, say, on a, like a game show, like a like a Survivor or Amazing Race or something, you know, something to that effect where it's like once you're on it, you're you're in it, right? And your 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 exp- the experience in theory is longer than like forty five minutes to an hour or hour and a half or whatever it is. So um, it's a you know it's very very much different uh, experience wise, but so when yeah. you uh when when you finally got to go and record right when you finally got to to go well you're already in l a so i guess uh yeah. the, the, here, here's a, here's about i don't know if this is too too forward but because you're in l a do they send a car for you or do you just have to drive over to the studio oh i
1: took i took my car you just you, you drive
0: over oh, okay. i well, mean, I, I it, mean yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, but
1: there's no, there's, I mean, there's like a logistical process that they've, that they follow, whether you're in LA or not, just to keep things very streamlined. Uh, um, okay. but, yeah, but, but it is, you know, there's a, you know, just next like the, to the oh, so you, hotel you still that,
0: have to go to the hotel? Like that part? Yeah. Still so I, picked up, oh, okay. I
1: still got picked up from the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I drove oh, okay. there. I, I didn't fly in, um, and I didn't stay at the hotel. I guess in theory I could have, but it took me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to drive to the hotel, <laughs> so that was awesome. I just left super early because my call time was early, and just hit the road and actually took a little nap in my car. I even had time to a nap before they picked me up.
0: <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh so when you when you get when you got there, were you uh recording early in the, in the earlier in the day or later in the day?
1: Earlier in the day, yeah. Earlier Luckily, day. it was just less anticipation. I just wanted to just get it out of there and be done and. I'd been prepping, obviously, for weeks at that point. And like you said, just things, you know, change. And it's not like I knew right away that I was going to be filming or not. So when I knew I was filming, I just wanted to go in and get it done and not have it be like the last um, shoot of the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's understandable. I, you know, I would uh, probably feel the same way wanting to uh, get it, get it like a Band-Aid, you know, right off, right at the beginning, um, as quick as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, just jump in. No more uh, procrastination.
0: <laughs> so walking down the hallway, how are you feeling about your pitch? How are you feeling about uh, the business? How are you feeling about uh, like the experience, all that?
1: So I was really prepared. I just made sure – I always love using the analogy of Eminem in that movie, 8 Mile. And that song, what was that song called? Um, L- uh, Lose, Lose Yourself. Yourself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, my, it's, my, it's my hype song. It's amazing. <laughs> and I always make that analogy where you're kind of anticipating what they're going to uh, bring up in terms of pushback points and whatnot. So I'm very aware of what my business is, where I'm at, where my business is at. And so I went into it and I had there were no surprises in terms of what the pushback was um except for the packaging stuff which we can get to because i couldn't have anticipated that that's very subjective but just like the more objective um elements like the revenues and where we were in the market so i was very prepared to talk about my business talk about my story nobody knows it better than like us the entrepreneur right but you still want to practice because there are certain things like the point of differentiator i you know i can express my point of differentiator at the end of the day someone either sees it or doesn't and i just know being having a pulse on the market where we're at with that, but somebody who's a little bit more removed from that may not immediately see that. Um, so I was long story short is that I was very prepared going into the tank. There's still the nerves just again, because of the, the situation and the inexperience. The um, but walking down that runway, I was, I wouldn't say I'm calm, but I definitely was not like anxious or nervous. I was very present. I don't think I've ever been that present in my life and it was just knowing that i've already prepared for this i've I've practiced and we don't have the questions we have no idea what they're going to bring up but like i said again i'm just bringing up all the points ahead of time and thinking what i might say in response to those points so i was ready and once i was there i was just like so focused on on them on my presentation and just like doing the absolute best that i can i had really like no anxiety in, in that moment
0: Wow well, I mean being prepared uh definitely helps right <laughs> knowing knowing your numbers, knowing what your um potential thought pro- you know what your i mean obviously you have watched the show so you knew you know some of the potential questions that could come up uh and and all that and uh you know when you're when you're prepared, it enables you to be um i would say to a point where it's like i know. I'm, it's almost like automatic what, what's going to come out of my mouth as long as yeah. they're asking the right question that they don't like they start with like, ooh I recognize that question and take like a hard left and you're like answering the wrong question. You, know, you got the right yeah. answer, just the wrong questions being asked for that answer um, and and all that. But yeah, I so the pa- let's 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 talk. Let's dive into the packaging because I uh When I was, I remember when I was watching it, thinking uh, was, because the way it was presented in the edit, it sounded like the white packaging was the new packaging, at least in the very beginning.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know if it was just me being confused, because like, hey, that's, that's, sometimes it happens, right? I'm watching it at like a slightly sped up version of it uh, than what you would be watching on TV as well, but... Um, as well as trying to take notes and like make, you know, citations and things. So, uh, so the white packaging was your original packaging and your new packaging had the color in it. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what that point when I was taught, I talked about, you know, like, it's not about what you necessarily think of it. It's like, what's going to stand out against who you're putting it next to, you know, you don't want it to blend in or people to think that it's the same thing, or maybe from the same brand, just like a slightly different. I don't know, flavor or or uh, version Variation. of of somebody else. Yeah, yeah very, uh, thank you. There you go. Ding ding. Variation yeah. on on a product that already exists. Uh so yeah, did you could you expand upon uh what the, you know, were you were you surprised when um they were like we actually like this this uh packaging better?
1: Yeah, I was definitely surprised. So that's something that I couldn't have prepared for because it's like you present someone with something because the new packaging, we, we weren't on the market yet with it at the time we shot, um, we taped. And we were actually going through this rebranding process for a couple of months. And so we were really busy with that as well leading up to the show. And then the show um, taping became the hard deadline of when that needed to be completed so that we can actually present it. Because I knew that if we were to air a few months later, I don't want to air with our old packaging when now we're going to be on the market with our D C and in store with a new packaging, there would have been a discrepancy there. So it was a really good, really good timing um, for us to have done that. And it was actually my idea to present the old packaging on the show. I'm like, Hey, I think this might be a good um, contrast to show the sharks that this is what we've been working with on the market so far is this old packaging. And that's what I said on the show. I said, I want to share with you that everything we've done so far has been with this old look. And then, then, that's when it showed the the white packaging. Um, so I, w- I was a little bit surprised. I think you know they have a few minutes to kind of look at something and give their initial like like feedback and not really go into um, too much analysis about that. Particularly, they don't have the comps and they don't have um, you know the 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 uh, knowledge of like who's sitting next us on the shelf and the whole thing. Um, and so their initial gut instinct was that oh this this original packaging is just very like clear and legible and. And actually, I believe that our new packaging is also very clear and legible. It's just a different type of thing. It's, that's where branding comes in. And I'll defend it. I'll go down fighting defending this because the feedback has been great. We've invested months in this. I've interviewed customers. And so even though I was surprised by what they said, it didn't really phase me. I wasn't, like, insecure afterwards about, oh, no, we should have changed the packaging. I should have stayed with the old one. I respected their opinions, as I've said that, you know, I've said on the show. Um, but I was pretty confident in the work we've done. Leading up to the rebrand, so brand strategy is really important. And post show, we kind of did a whole thing on Instagram of, and via our email list and whatnot. It's like, Well, what do you guys think? You know, the sharks left the old packaging, and everyone's like, Almost everyone, I would say like 97% of customers were like, I don't know what they're talking about. They're like, We don't know what the sharks are talking about. Your new packaging is amazing. That's what drew me in, that's what made me curious. The old, the old packaging looks a lot more generic and it served me at the time. I mean, obviously I worked with it for four years for a reason because it served us at the time. You know, first of all, it was a little bit more trendy to have that clean look and to communicate clean ingredients. And that's what the intention was. But ultimately what became important is communicating our brand story and our connection to dates and the origin story and where I come from. And that's part of, that's a big part of where we wanted to go with magic dates. And so the new branding represents that
0: yeah no i and i like i I could go either way on it personally I think that the I think that the white packaging was was good, and I think that the colors i i when they said the word heavy i like I get it because like, it's a it's'cause it was a full color i mean color is hard i mean you went through a branding process right like having color to as a as like anything that's not just white and then lettering on top of it is very hard to get right and to make it not look, I don't know, uh amateurish, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. very cause you have to every color has to be right. I mean the uh for, for our super entrepreneurs out there was it uh it's uh, crap is the is the acronym I believe, right? It's contrast something, uh something and position. Uh was it alignment and one of them is like closeness, how close things are. Mm-hmm. But like the contrast of something is super, takes a lot of effort. Like you, I mean, look at any website that, uh, I'm looking
1: is, at it. It was talking mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah, there you go. Right. So, yeah. so putting white text on there is is easy. Right. But like the, at the top, those are different. Are those different? Co- the, the blue has, is that different colors? I can't tell what the camera, these, yeah,
1: like these are only one is different only the pink because <clears throat> that's what okay. that's our added no added sugar value and so we just made that one stick out a little bit but all these are cream we did have them different colors maybe on the show because we did update a little bit since then but then we wanted to go with a bit more of a cleaner look it was getting a little busy but speaking of contrast i mean literally every line you look at there's a contrast like nothing yep. blends in at any point and you see every single element even at a distance um which is key and then when they say heavy, I mean this is our chocolate covered line and then this is our non-chocolate covered, the uncoated line. And so there's no blue on this one. So you actually have a bit of both. We have pink as the main, you know, primary primary color on this line. Um, and then there's a differentiator between the two lines, which is really important. So we kept all these different things in mind. And it's actually not true that there are any that there are not any food products on the market that aren't darker in color. There's some really successful brands that have done really well. There's a popcorn brand, I forget what it's called now, that has black mm-hmm. packaging. And so it becomes a strategy to use darker colors, you know, potentially. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it is subjective, but the only thing that matters at the end of the day is what the customers think. And if you're connecting to your story, I mean, those are the two things. What was your brand strategy with this? And are you achieving your brand objectives and your brand strategy objectives? And then what do the customers think? People that are actually buying the product, how are they responding to this? And are, the response has been incredible. I and mean, we've had customers who've been buying it, even with the old packaging. And then they'll like send us emails about not realizing our connection to dates and how much more depth it gave our story and our brand and how much more excited they are now to support our business. And that's, I mean, that's really what it's about for me at the end of the day. I think being in the food space, it's a really unique opportunity to speak outside of, you know, our, our core uh, product food is so emotional. And so being able to talk about culture and, diff- and different things um, it's a unique opportunity to do that.
0: A hundred, ding, ding on that, right? It is about, I like, the crazy part there is that your customers felt more connected because you changed the packaging. You didn't change right. the formula. You didn't change, like, like you didn't change, right? The, right. the packaging right. changed, right. and it literally made people feel more connected to it.
1: Right. It shows you how powerful communication is. I mean, that's what it is. Because I can stand here and not open my mouth and be dressed in all white and then just stare at you. And that's my packaging. That's who I am, right? I'm not changing. But I'm not communicating with you for you to understand where I'm coming from, what I'm creating for you, whatever that might be. But branding, I actually, after this process, really understood how powerful branding was. Because they, you, know, you, you hear that and you say that and you have to have a good product. So that's, first of all, I mean, you got to have a good product. You can, you can't put like a pile of crap in amazing packaging and have it do well. You might sell the first, you know, you get the first sale, but you're not going to get the second sale. So it has to be a good product to begin with. But then if the packaging matches that product, then you have like a home run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in, in crap is the P is proximity. So it's okay. like contrast. I forget what the R. Is. We still do the R. Yeah, <laughs> I forget the R. Uh, but <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up as soon as uh, we get you on your next rant here, or well, not rant, talk. You know, talking points. So, yeah. um, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. Branding um, is is. I mean, look, that's what people buy and spend insane amounts of money on things that are basic need items, right? From water to, you know, bags, handbags, book bags, uh, tech bags. Like the branding uh, really elevates everything and the messaging that goes behind it to get people excited about going going with it, right? And obviously you still have to have a, a quality product, but it just enables, you know, a whole... Different level of of what you can charge for something, uh, the value that people perceive to to get from it. Um, because you could talk about tech specs all day, right? Like the technical specifications of the date or an iPad or whatever. But if they're not like feeling connected to uh, the branding of it, it's not going to. It, you know, it it just it'll it'll have a it'll have a market. It'll have a much smaller market that you know people that are like oh yeah like i like these specs i like what this you know the the guts of what this is um but it doesn't it doesn't have enough uh oomph to get to that next level of like a whole Mm -hmm. another level of people that just like yes i i I get it and i'm willing to spend the money for it
1: Mm -hmm. and you want to make it as easy as possible for your customers that's also the thing is like yes, I can have a whole newspaper about all the amazing studies that come out about dates and the polyphenols and the antioxidants and all that good stuff, but that's not easy. Like, it's not an easy way to consume a piece of information or to communicate values. And so you just want to make it very easy for the customer to look and be curious. And so it becomes an exercise in psychology and design and efficiency. It becomes an exercise in all of this. and that. And, and it's really about a lot more than just again, like design and elements and, and logos. I mean, I, I know that you know that, but it's like the tip of the iceberg. What you're seeing ultimately with a brand is literally the tip of the iceberg, which is you know the logo and the look and the colors and all the brand strategy work that goes under the surface is really where it's at. And then when a customer, when you're able to communicate all that stuff that's underneath the ocean to the customer in a very simplistic way, that's, that's winning.
0: It absolutely is, uh, and crap the r is repetition so uh, for for our super entrepreneurs watching at home or wherever you 're watching uh, contrast repetition, alignment, and proximity so I knew i was I was close with with most of those um, placement is what a, the proximity one, but Uh, but yeah, so it's important, you know, those are some of the basics. If you're trying to get your own like logo or packaging off the ground, you know, you, you follow these, uh, four key principles right there and you're going to be much better off like out of the gate with your not paid somebody $10,000 to like do it all, you know, do it from soup to nuts for you. Um, So I'll
1: play, I'll play a bit of a devil's advocate with that one, Joe, just because it may be, I mean, don't spend tens of thousands of dollars, but it might be worth spending $10,000 to partner with, you know, with a branding company that really understands you, that you feel good about. So also don't cheap out either. Don't go to 99designs.com. Don't go to fiverr.com. They're not going to work on branding for you. They're going to create a logo for you. Don't do that. You need to. It might still for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what like what is that? It's going to be something very generic, and and also as an entrepreneur, they'll be invested in the brand strategy part of it. Because I did work with a company, but I came with that to them with my homework. Like it was already completed. I'm like, here's the brand strategy. Here's what I know. We need to do. Can you help me put this into? you know, visuals now. So I think it's, it has to be a bit of a collaboration between you and a smaller agency or maybe like an independent branding person who can help you bring something to life that's meaningful.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was giving the example for the person that's like, I don't have money to spend. I need to get this off ground. And I have the time to figure out how to put together, uh, maybe it's a logo or, or a flyer or a website or like literally anything. Those are the four key principles to like, if you can like, keep that in mind all time, even if you're working with somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. you need to educate yourself, So that you're not getting you know fleeced on something that like everyone's like yeah it looks great it looks awesome because they all love you and they don't want to say anything negative and it's like well i spent you know maybe five maybe it's a thousand maybe it's five thousand ten thousand twenty thousand who knows? Mm -hmm. like whatever it is you need to still know right like as um you know as I, i always like to say like you should know every aspect of your business uh even if you're not the master of every aspect of your business you should know how long it yeah. takes to do certain you know certain things uh so that you're not getting fleeced in the process uh and and in this case just talking about design like just to have some basic idea yeah you don't have to be a marketing master yeah. to, to understand crap. so <laughs>
1: yeah t- totally and that's i 100% agree with that cuz i taught myself like some branding stuff very early on. Like there are so many great branding books out there. One of them is called The Brand Gap. That's amazing that you can really learn a lot from. You're not gonna become a branding strategist yourself, you know, probably down the line, but you should know about it so that you can have at least an educated conversation and you know the the value that you're getting from whatever company you hire. So I did the same thing with digital marketing. I, I realized I don't want to run the Facebook machine and the Amazon machine and the whole thing, but I wanted to know that when I'm communicating with my digital, you know, person, I want to understand what they're saying to me so that if something is or isn't working, I know why and I'm not frustrated and I'm not pointing fingers or blaming or just not really knowing how to fix it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think that that is uh, a great way, you know, again, you don't have to be the man, you don't have to master every aspect of it. You just have to have a good enough understanding so that you, you can have input and have some, you know, uh, know that the the people that are do that you're trusting to do it are doing at least, you have some percentage of knowledge that they're doing the thing they're supposed to be doing. Um yeah. speaking of things that you're supposed to be doing, uh let's talk about Lori and uh the very surprising asset yeah, you like how I tied that in there? Uh the very the
1: segue, su- I like that.
0: Eh, thank you. I've been working on, I've been working on it. Uh the very <laughs> surprising uh take that she had, hot take I would I would say, um that she doesn't i to my knowledge i I've never heard her her say that uh to somebody but maybe not or at least not very often um to le- you know to leave behind what you're doing to to go and do something else
1: yeah I mean you know I wasn't there for career counseling <laughs> that's for sure I was there for a very specific <laughs> a reason it's to get feedback on my business i am not fresh out of college i'm um a mature woman who has made my choices. And so I just really honestly had nothing that was that wasn't that edited. Um what they showed was just me saying I respect your feedback and that was it because I really didn't have too much to say in return. It's, it's it's an opinion for whatever reason she felt compelled um to say that. That's fine. I know our sales were soft, so maybe that's what it is, but that would just mean that I would give up, you know. It's like sales were soft for a couple of years. I'm working on things. I think most businesses start off that way unless you're really well funded from the beginning or if it's like your second or third business. And so for me, there was just so much more ahead than what's already happened. And I've made a very conscious, mature choice of what career path I wanted to take when I decided not to go to law school. And for my reasons, I'm a very analytical person who, you know, mulls over my decisions and... um, makes informed decisions at the end of the day and then I own those decisions and I think that's what accountability is about and so um I'm going down this path whether <laughs> she likes it or not.
0: <laughs> I mean it was it was quite I mean obviously Mark was uh kind of shocked by it as well. Um you know I I uh I when I you know when I when I heard her say it, I not only, you know, was I shocked by it, but it, it, to me, um, it it, it kind of diminishes what almost anybody is bringing to the tank, right? Like, yeah, okay, sales maybe not what they expect or, or would like to see them at, um, but at the same time, like... It, it, they don't. There isn't a threshold for businesses to get to Shark Tank. Like literally, businesses have been founded. Like yeah, well, you know, we we just like made the prototype yesterday. <laughs> you know, yesterday right, like pre-market, and here, I
1: mean, pre-revenue.
0: Yeah, like heck. I mean, the bacon, the Umaro bacon that was just on this past week, right? Like, they're like, here's the first 500 strips of bacon that we ever produced. Uh, hopefully, you don't turn green. <laughs> you know, you don't have a you don't get sick after you eat it like it should be good right but um mm-hmm. so 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 i i it's just very very uh, interesting and and good on you for for recognizing right that you have more to say but understanding that you're not even if you took the time to say what you wanted to say right and maybe fill in the gaps it likely is not going to change her mind at that point. I mean, she made a clear decision to say something that she doesn't just throw around lightly. I mean, this if, you know, if Kevin said it, it's one thing, right? Like, ah, you know, he said it maybe a hundred times in, in all, in all of Shark Tank history. Um, <laughs> but for her to say it is, is it's different. Um, I know, look, when I get negative feedback in my comments, I always, my, I have a standard response. I appreciate you watching and commenting. And, that's it. Cause like nothing I say is going to change how they feel. Right. It's
1: not,
0: it's just not going to change anything. So, um, no matter how like mad or like, wow, I can't believe they said that I appreciate you taking the time. Cause you know what, at the end of the day, you're just helping me anyway. And I, I think even getting feedback that we don't want to hear as entrepreneurs is helpful, right? Because if nothing else, it's an opportunity for us to exercise our ability to receive negative feedback and and negative mm-hmm. is a very subjective term obviously right it's all or right. you know it's all in the eye of the beholder at that point but but for really it, it's it's negative feedback in the terms of like i should just go home and and, and pack it in right um yeah in, in in that case uh or at least pack this in not necessarily you know, my ability to want to go and create a business, a business of some sort. So, uh, no, I, I, you know, I applaud you taking, you know, taking your, uh, grace and, and saying, you know, I, you know, I appreciate the feedback. That's not really why I'm here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some things are worth defending. Other things are just not, you know, we're sitting here and there was a point where I went back and forth with Mark a little bit about the value proposition and, And that's something that I thought I can clarify. And, you know, at the end of the day for him, it just wasn't this like um, quick, unique value proposition where he would just look on the shelf and realize that that's what it is, whether it's like keto or, you know, a tablespoon of this only has as much calories in it or whatever it might be. So I went back and forth with him a little bit about that. Um, There was a give and take there. But for me, Lori's comment shut down the conversation. There was nothing else to do because I don't like to or need to defend myself this wasn't, it's one thing to defend my business and choices I've made in my business. This is just more about choices I've made overall in my life. And mind you, that was just a snippet of what was edited out. Cause there were other things that were said aside from career, um, that were also unsolicited advice. I was, that I was also not there for, and I'll just keep that, you know, confidential. Um, so that's why I chose at that moment to just not, you know, engage in, in that commentary and conversation. Cause I could just tell it wasn't going to go anywhere. Like, what am I going to say back? That's going to, I I don't even want to change her mind because I'm there to partner with somebody who believes in what I'm doing. And so for me, Mr. Wonderful, seeing that he, he was very observant and understood what I was trying to create here. It was about the product, but it was also about a lot more than the product. Um, And so at the end of the day, you can't explain that away to somebody. You can't explain away this feeling you get about somebody. And it was just obviously not happening. It's like you're Dating, you go on a date, and someone tells you they don't like you. You're not gonna sit there and convince them to like you. Next, <laughs> you know, it's all good.
0: Well, I mean, if you're in like you know, middle school or something, maybe, but yeah, that's where you're gonna learn exactly. the lesson. <laughs> that's the training ground. Yeah, but I'm
1: not, tw- we're not 12. This is right. This is a very respectable <laughs> show. We're you know, we're adults, so we're not in school, middle school, high school, college, or any of the. <laughs> you know, um, degrees of, uh, of schooling. Um, and yeah, and that was it. There was really, was not much to say there. It was surprising, you know, for sure, because I was just expecting feedback on the actual business and potentially something constructive that can help me move things forward. Um, but it wasn't constructive. I think maybe that's a better uh, term than negative, right? It wasn't, it wasn't that it was negative. It just didn't feel constructive because I've already, again, made my career choices, for very specific reasons not just because i wanted to pursue this it is but i've also i i had certain objectives and like visions for like what i want to do with my life and what value i wanted to create in the world and i realized that going to law school was actually not going to do that um and here i am
0: ding ding <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. So, so Kevin jumps in, uh, can you talk, you know, talk us through your thought process of like why a 33rd and the uh, 33, 33, 33 and a third was not going to, to get you there
1: was why I was resistant to that. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah I mean, you know, you always go into the, I think you go into the tank with sort of like a maximum threshold of what you're willing to give up. But at the same time, I think it's important to be flexible and really wait. And that's like all of life, right? It's like the cost benefit of any opportunity that comes your way. And so to me, ultimately the opportunity to work with Kevin was a great one. And so my threshold increased (laughs) in real time when I was in the tank, it was just, you know, when you hear like a third and I, and I definitely choked on that a little bit in the tank, um, just thinking about giving up a third of my business when I felt like I was just turning a leaf and creating, um, a uh, sort of, we had a new strategy going into 2022, you know, with the, with the rebrand and we were focusing more on C. everything I'd done so far has been brick and mortar. So I felt like there was a lot that I can still do on my own and keep, you know, keep the ownership. But again, cost benefit of everything. I felt like Kevin can get us a lot further, a lot quicker. Um, and I wanted to be in his, World, I wanted I wanted to partner with him, and I love that he understood where I was coming from. We have similar backgrounds. Um, Dates are part of his diet. They've been magic dates have been part of his life (laughs) since we've (laughs) met, which is which is awesome. (laughs) Uh, So that's that's very validating. So for me, it's like the contrast of Lori's comment was getting a deal from Mister Wonderful, which just kind of blows everything else out of the water.
0: (laughs) Well, you're right, Uh, but but that I mean, obviously, uh, oh. Uh, Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's awesome that you were able to, to meet that, uh, meet that demand of like, you know, yes, I'm, I'm willing to go that high up. And I, and you know, I, I always say like, when we're looking at, you know, businesses, uh, and we're looking at, you know, valuations and whether or not it's worth getting, uh, into a, a business deal with somebody at a higher percentage, then we would probably want to give up, assuming that we're not already like giving out a, a large chunk of the business to begin with, right? Cause like you don't want to get to a point where you don't necessarily own it and it hasn't made it yet to a point where it's like, oh, you know, if I own, you know, 6% of this, like it's worth, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple millions. Um, so I you know, I, I think that being able to 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 see like, okay, well we're we're talking about dates here, right? Like you could easily get dates yourself. Like you do business, it fails, as long as you still have access to go and get dates, it's not like you're I mean, you obviously you'd have to redo branding and, and like come at it from a different angle and all that, but to me, like if unless you're inventing like something of the equivalent of like a car or an iPad or something where there's like a ton of IPs and things in there that like it would take you say another five years to like re-engineer or ten years to re-engineer around your own patents and your own that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it it, it can be worth saying, okay, yeah, I mean it's it's worth giving up uh a higher percentage. Again, assuming that you don't are you haven't already distributed a large percentage of the business.
1: Uh yeah. to and other we've been self funded so far, so so that was an easier decision to make because I had hundred percent ownership. Um, so from that perspective, we're
0: still fresh in that way. No. And that's great. I mean, now and you're, you're fresh in that way and you got Kevin in your corner. Like, that's awesome. You know, yeah. but uh, yeah. that, that just opens up so many opportunities in the future for, for both Kevin and for you uh, for him, you know, for him to not necessarily have to take an exit at some point to be able to make money. And I mean, it was $150,000. Yes, that's a lot of money, but it, I mean, you didn't go in there asking for $500,000 or even $250,000. So it's, you know, a reasonable amount to get a, a sizable chunk and, and you know, inc- and, and increase his date input.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's there's obviously some risk on his end. He doesn't know. I think he just bel- maybe trusted in, he li- he liked the product, probably saw that it's something that I can carry through with like a little bit more guidance and, you know, a little bit more exposure um, so I appreciate whatever it is. Cause we actually met after the show, um, which was awesome that he made the time to do that. So I got to talk a little bit more detail about what it was that he saw the value of, of you know, of me and magic face being, um, and so, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a risk assessment, I think on both sides. I mean, even for him, yes, for Kevin O'Leary, $150,000 in the big picture of things and his investments may not be a big deal, but like he says, he doesn't make investments to fail. That's not what he does. I mean, you see sometimes on the show that there's um some emotionality in some of the deals that get made. Kevin rarely does that so so that's also something that's very cool is that it it does tend to be a very smart business decision, not an emotional decision, and that's also you know another layer of like validation for our business
0: oh a hundred percent yeah i mean he he very rarely uh ever let's let's emotion get in. And it seems like almost any time that he does allow emotion get to get in, uh, I don't think he usually ends up getting the deal the deal, uh, you know, for one reason or another. But uh but hey, you know, it, it, anything could work out any, you know, in any way. And that's awesome that you got to meet up with him after the fact. So uh so after after Shark Tank, you're walking out you know, you're walking out, you got the deal, uh you're I hopefully you're feeling pretty good. Are you feeling drained at all like how cuz a lot of people have described that as a as a draining experience. Obviously you go and see a uh, a psychiatrist or psychologist after the fact to you know yeah, walk yeah. you through everything that happened and help you process but like how yeah. how did you feel after after you walked out?
1: Yeah, I mean I had my own psychologist too. So I needed a session for sure about a week later. <laughs> and it's not because of anything immediate. <laughs> not because of anything immediate happening per se, but just it's a lot of pressure and criticism and just stuff coming at you and it, and it can feel personal. I mean, of course it feels personal. And so you just want to make sure that like mentally you're still like there and, 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 you know, keeping it together. Um, but afterwards it wasn't draining from like a physical energy standpoint. I actually felt delirious. It was like, it was the weirdest thing. I had no more concept of, time like i didn't know what time it was i don't know what day it was that was the first thing i asked when i walked out i'm like what i'm like today's friday right i'm like what time is it like it was just such a time warp it was very strange and so because you give everything you have and they tell you that beforehand if you walk out feeling energized and ready to go and ready to do that again then you did not do your best (laughs) so you just have to know that so i went in there gave it absolutely everything all i wanted to do was eat and nap afterwards um which is what I did you know I just packed my stuff went home luckily I was close I think that was a really lucky thing that I was close to home so I had to get that comfort um but it's just an absolute mental spiritual drain
0: yeah yeah I, I, I bet so you get back uh well you you drove home uh, drove home. <laughs> uh with, you know. <laughs> It's time to get back to business. Like, what what was some of the first steps you took once you got back home and, and started to be like, all right, well, we still got to, you know, just because we make a deal on TV doesn't mean, you know, or on TV at that point, uh, it doesn't mean that we're going to necessarily get a deal or, you know, the deal is actually going to follow through. So, what what was some of the first steps you, you decided, to, you know, to take once you got back?
1: Well, I was still focusing on my business, obviously, at that point. Like, I had, as I mentioned, made changes. Um, that were pretty drastic changes for the business, and so focusing on like the market market strategy, as I mentioned before, I was much more brick and mortar uh, the years prior. Uh, we had actually launched nationwide at Cost Plus World Market uh, two years prior in 2020, but they closed six weeks after we launched because of COVID and because they're an alternative. Retailer, they're not a traditional grocer. They actually shut down for months. And so we didn't get the reorders. So there was a lot happening on the retail side for us, a lot of opportunities that ended up not transpiring and like materializing. And so for me, coming into 2020, even before um, COVID, I knew that we had to have a more robust D2C strategy. And so that's a lot of the work that I was doing in 2020. And so by the time I got to like last year, those are some of the things I was putting into motion and just really investing more resources into that. And then the branding was was a part of it as well, um, the rebrand. And so I just got back to work to make sure that our uh, website was ready to go. Both you, when you're DTC, you have to make sure that your website can handle all that, that user experience looks good, everything looks good, all the information they need to answer for your customers. Made sure that the packaging was, you just kind of keep going in there and iterating. iterating. And um, focusing on Amazon, you know, more, more than we were before. And then starting to really get strategic with retail partners. Like how do we actually want to go to brick and mortar now? Instead of having a nationwide getting a little bit more focused on that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And how did things go once, uh, you know, once it aired? Uh, like did, did you run any problems, website problems, ordering problems, uh, shipment problems? Any, any, you know, how did everything fair after that?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, luckily, none of those that you've that mentioned, none of yeah. those problems, we, we made sure, yeah, <laughs> yay. We made mm. sure we averted those as much as possible. We just, we had, like, all hands on deck, just making sure the website on the back end was loading, that Shopify can handle the volumes. We were ready from a uh, inventory standpoint, so that's not, you know, an issue. But, like, this heat wave is an issue, so it's not something I can obviously plan for. So we did have to delay some shipments um, because we do do some cold packing, but on some of these smaller orders, it just would have been too much. So we decided to just wait until next week. Um, But most orders like 90 something percent went out the door on time. Um, I made some errors on my end, just from like a shipping perspective, nothing detrimental, but just, you know, kinks with the system and whatnot. So I had to do some customer service work afterwards more so than I expected. That was just sort of a learning curve for me personally. And I mean, we're still in it now. You know, we're still getting the orders, which is awesome. Getting really awesome feedback, uh, which is great. Of just people like loving, loving the snack and and subscribing and just getting it on a monthly basis. And yeah, we're in the wake of it.
0: Well, that that is that is that is great uh, to hear that you didn't have any massive, you know catastrophic failures or, or you know the the wheels come off or anything like that um you know looking at uh i, I had a little, while you were speaking earlier i had some time to look up the uh the original packaging and honestly i, I yeah i don't i don't see what they saw uh mm-hmm. in it i don't i i really uh don't think it's as good as your current packaging uh now that i'm actually like getting to to look at i can pull it up here for for our people watching uh, at home, but yeah, yeah. It, it does. Um, it does. It just looks kind of like it's there, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's there. It's yeah. very I mean, prosaic. It's not like bad. It yeah. does,
0: like it is clear. Like it's clear, but at the same time, it doesn't. It doesn't provide. You know, what it reminds me of, especially with the that green. It reminds me mm-hmm. of the pistachio, uh, like the green, the pistachio green. Um, wonderful. I don't know what they're called. Is that what they're called? Um, wonderful. Uh, the 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 one that they run all the commercials for. It's like the only pistachio wonderful. company. Wonderful. It's yeah,
1: it's a wonderful company. Yeah, they do pistachios and pomegranate, and they have them in black bags with the green, uh, like border or something.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, like that. That kind of reminds me of that. But just you know, so like like you said, it, it it's good, but it it's just. It's not, it's not as when you call something magic, right? I feel like something should stand out and be magical, you know, and and that, um, your current packaging definitely brings that more to mind, more to the front, uh, of mind than, than the original, than the original packaging. Yeah, I agree. uh,
1: I know like you said it's just there. I mean, we didn't even have a color palette at the time the colors on there are just the indicators of the flavor. And so even when we're trying to, you know, build up our content with social media and with email marketing, there just wasn't that much to work with. And we did actually work with a company at the time that, you know, that did this for us. So this is also an example of both, you know, I wouldn't say it's a failure because we were on the market with this and we sold hundreds of thousands worth of product. you know, with that old packaging and it's good and it communicates and it tells you everything you need to know. but again, you level up, you learn, you grow, you evolve, and where we're at right now with the packaging is just that next level of communication.
0: Yeah, like if you if you were to ask me, uh, hey Joe, what what are my colors? Like, what are the Magic Date colors? Like for the logo? Well, I mean, there's nothing there there's like literally nothing except the top colors that aren't exactly. consistent between any like at all. Uh, to mm-hmm. it. So you know, I yeah, I mean it's good. It's there. It did it did its job. It yeah. served its purpose.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's that's I mean a lot of times that's all we can ask for, right? Is is getting something that gets us to that next step So we can yeah. say afford to go and spend, you know, the, the whatever money it's going to cost. If it's you know if we five thousand you know, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars on branding to get us that next step. And, yeah. uh, yeah, and that's, and that's it. That's all I can,
1: yeah. I think it and release it. And this is just also a lesson in like not getting stuck on trying to make things perfect. And that's a lesson for me as well, actually, where it's like, just get it done the best way you can possible, whatever it might be, whether it's branding. Well, what's that? There's actually an acronym for that too. It's like, like the lowest vi- viable, um, Oh,
0: the MVP, product. the, minimal, yeah, the MVP. minimal viable product, Minimum viable
1: yeah. product. And so just get get that on, on all fronts, yeah, minimal. I mean minimal I was well
0: minimal, product. minimal. I, I always get it confused. It's one of the two, but I always get it confused yeah. on which one it is. Sorry.
1: The concept it's, is the same, right? It's just get it out the door, start working with it, get that feedback and keep moving. Um a lot of people start their businesses with, with handmade labels that they're just sticking on bags yep. just to you know get going. I mean, I still buy products from the store. My favorite bread from Erewhon, you know, I don't necessarily recommend anybody shops for everything at Erewhon, but there are some really awesome specialty items there. And some of my favorite things are still hand labeled there because it's a local business and, you know, small batch and whatnot, and doesn't take away from the quality of the product. But once they decide to do a packaging rehaul, it's going to look, you know, incredible. Um, you know, at that point, but I, some of us like early adopters, like as a customer, it doesn't take away from like what I'm seeing in the, you know, value of a, of a product being, so yeah, just don't get stuck, just get it done and make it better.
0: Yeah, no, a hundred, hundred percent. I, the, the one that recall, uh, comes to mind is the, uh, totes babies, uh, Lindsay, mm-hmm. uh, being on the show, you know, she t- showed her packaging and, um, she modeled for the packaging. Like she, you know, she didn't wait to like, oh, well, you know, we got to wait till we can get like a professional this model or this, that, or a third. Like she just went went for it and did it and yeah. got it out yeah. there and, and was able to make it happen. So uh, I think that, you know, you work with what you have and, you, you know, the people that get it are going to get it, you know, are really going to, as long as you do a good job making it clear and understandable, uh they're they're gonna get it and they're gonna you know run with it and then you'll be able to bring more people on once you can get to that and you know decide that you like okay we're ready to bring on more customers we're ready to bring on you know maybe a national um retailer or something to that affects so we got to make sure that we're at that that level and and where we what got us here is not going to get us there as the classic line says diana Thank you so much for being here with us today. It was an absolute pleasure having you. Uh, tell everyone how they can get some magic dates in their life.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're on the website, Magic Spites to Us's And we ship throughout the country, um, free shipping, over $20. And so you can just have a little sampler pack. And if you're in California, Southern California, we're at all the Whole Foods as well. And thank you for having me. It was really cool to see your analysis of the episode just a couple of weeks ago and then reaching out to you and then, you know, you welcoming me on your show. So it's been great, um, chatting and getting a little bit more in depth about all, everything that you saw there.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I, I greatly appreciate you reaching out just as I, I appreciate all, uh, the Shark Tank entrepreneurs reaching out and having, you know, and having a good time with it. You know, it's never, never my intention for anybody to take it the wrong way or, or anything to that effect. Uh, it, you know, I try to be as, uh, you know, constructive as possible and and insightful as possible, and, and it doesn't always come out that way. But uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just human, and I'm doing my, I'm doing my best. You oh, know? you did
1: great! I appreciated your. I told you I watched it with my husband, and he's like, "Yeah, he's actually right. His analysis is really good." So we both really appreciated your you know, depth of thought. Um, so quickly on the spot after watching the episode,
0: <laughs> you know, th- and that's the key thing. You know, a lot of people throw throw barbs around, not barb as in you know Barbara, uh, but <laughs> they will they you know they'll they'll throw these these comments out, and like I don't think a lot of them don't, I don't think realize like this is like on the spot live. I don't pre-watch it, and on the newest episodes, I literally don't like I, I'm recording it on my computer. And intentionally not watching or listening um, to a point where, like, I'm literally covering the screen with a window over the recording, mm-hmm. just so that I, you know, can see like the bottom corner to see like when it goes to commercial break and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like it's all like shot in real time. There's usually almost no editing. It, though lately, I've been doing some edits just because mm-hmm. um, the copyright bot gets in the way. So. I used to like blur out, like if you go to some of the older videos, I would like blur out the video. Um, and then I get, mm-hmm. a lot, I get a lot of complaints about that. and It's like, well, either it's not there or whatever, but yeah. So it, it, it is all shot in real time. So it might be a little bit edited, but for the most part, yeah. it's, I'm not pausing the video and like going to do a whole bunch of research or something. It's, it's all in real time. So I got the pen <laughs> and, my not- cool. and my notebook. <laughs> Very
1: cool. I love it. You were cut out for this. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. I've been I've been around business all my like since I was about six years old, you know, sweeping floors, oh, wow. putting inventory uh, on the shelves, counting inventory, all that stuff. Uh, working in my family business, so like I I I've learned at the you know at the at the feet of giants, uh, and and stand on their shoulders uh, going forward. So.
1: Sweet. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm like, I'm like running away from the sun right now. As you can see, it's starting to dip over here in my, (laughs) in in my space. So I'm like, so perfect timing. (laughs) It's
0: all good. It's all good. Anyway, it's it's perfect timing for you to go and watch one of these two uh, over here. Oh, one of these two videos over here. I will see you over there. Take care and go be super.